I guess we're on. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it. So, are, do you do you still live in uh, Louisiana? Yep, I'm in South Louisiana right now. Are, and you said you're from. Uh, I was uh, doing some research on you. Uh, is it Sugarland? Sugar Town. Sugar Town. Yep. And you, it was uh, what 186 people. Yeah, so, that's what uh, that's what the Google says. Anyway, I don't know if there's even that many. That that's crazy. Well, what, that's like small town, small town. Like, <laughs> I can't even. I can't even imagine. That's that's like babies all the way up to old people, man. Like that's not like a graduating class. That's yeah, yeah. That's everybody in Sugar Town, according to according to the census. Maybe there were some people that left their name off the list living out in the woods. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody says, or, or not everybody. There's a, there's some people who say that I'm like some kind of poser living in Nashville or something. I've had I've had those kind of comments, and I'm like, no, look, you can look up where I live. It's it's not that many of us out here. <laughs> yeah, and, and stuff like that. It's always like, like what did Hardy wrote a song like I'm Rednecker than you. Like uh, everybody yeah. tries to out country everybody. And it's like, even though like, you know, people like consider me the heavy metal guy. Like I grew up surrounded by Amish. Like, yeah. It, granted it well, was, it was a nice house, but you know, we played in cornfields and did all that stuff. It's just. Yeah. I don't think that country is necessarily a geographical location or any certain lifestyle even. Uh, I mean, I've met people who are, who I would consider country or, or great country musicians that, you know, grew up in cities, but, uh, or country at heart and have really good country music careers. So I, I don't think, I don't really go by that whole thing of if you're from California, you can't play country music. Cause I mean, look at Buck Owens and, and Merle Haggard who grew up in California. And, uh, I don't know. It's a weird, a weird idea that some people have. Yeah. And uh, are, are what you, part of the country are you from? I'm from Delaware. Delaware. Oh, okay. yeah. I've never been. I've never really been anywhere on the East Coast other than Florida. I went to the East Coast on in Florida, but I've never been any further north than that. You're you're a straight Southerner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like uh, I, I played a show with Brian Martin in uh, Maryland, and he's like, "Man, I've never been up north." I said, "You're this is not the north, dude." We. I said, wait until people start getting mad at you for opening up doors. And then you truly are in the north. <laughs> He's like, well, what? I said, yeah, you get towards that, like, uh, New York, that city, city lifestyle. I said, man, you you better walk fast, talk fast. I said, like, like Adam Hood has that song, Speed of the South. Speed of the North is a little, uh, we're power walkers up here. <laughs> Anywhere I go, they're just like, man, you walk so fast. I'm like, because I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's best that I hadn't traveled up that far then. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's 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 a nice area. It, and Delaware, Delaware is pretty cool because I'm like, I'm an, I'm an hour away, an hour, hour and a half away from Baltimore, uh, New York. And then a train ride is like five and a half hours to Boston. So it's it's not bad. Yeah, you get to see stuff all the time, I guess. A, a hour and a half from where I'm at will just get me to more woods pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's crazy. Now now do you prefer it? You prefer the uh the, sec- the seclusion or 
Yeah, man. I mean, I've lived all over the place. I lived in Montana for a while last year, which was beautiful. I would, one of these days I'd like to have me a place out there, but, uh, I also lived outside of Austin and spent a lot of time in Austin. I spent a lot of time in Nashville and Houston and other places in New Orleans. And I definitely prefer the quiet lifestyle and just, uh, you don't have to worry. I mean, like where I live, you know, you don't have to lock your doors at night or you leave your keys in your truck. You don't have to worry about anything. And I feel like when I go to the other bigger places, I'm always looking over my shoulder and paranoid that somebody's going to steal my stuff. Yeah. It happens all the time, you know? Yeah. You get that. But, uh, so I have to ask what, how come you stopped uploading, uh, your, uh, guitar, your guitar videos? Does it just not hit the, the algo or? You know how it goes, man. You've been in it long enough to know how it goes with uh, what hits and what doesn't. You, yeah. You upload some things and like the things that you really want to upload doesn't hit. And so uh, people really like the stories and the the opinions, I guess, that I have on country music. So that's what worked. And so that's what I rolled with. But in the, I mean, behind the scenes, I get to meet all these cool people and and write songs and and play with them. So I'm I'm happy as can be. I'm not complaining at all. But yeah, if I upload a video of me picking an old Willie Nelson tune, it's going to get ten thousand views. Versus if I tell a story, I might get five hundred thousand or a million. You know, so yeah, that's just how it works. It's a crazy world we live in. Yeah, it hurts too. <laughs> it <laughs> does. You're like, oh, I like you said. I know exactly because a lot of people don't really like I always tell the story of a, a girl coming up to me and she says you look like the guy from TikTok and I was on stage with my guitar and I was like really I was like I am that guy she goes no you're not he doesn't play guitar and I was like oh, I do <laughs> I assure you I do and she's like you're in a band I was like yeah I'm in a couple bands she's like well how come you don't ever do your music and I'm like I don't know like it's just I'm not really out there for myself I really like I've always been that kind of person of like you get in the car and it's like listen to this, you know. And I, I've always loved, especially seeing as like I initially started my channel like kind of like knocking at country music, and then I heard a couple songs from like the newer guys like Texas and the, the Red Dirt Oklahoma, and I was like, whoa, what is this? And because I always yeah. liked like Seeger, the story, but like the country I was exposed to was like I guess what they called it the bro country, like. Trucks, dogs, beer, and breakups, and just yeah, that's what that's what's unfortunate is what they're playing on the radio is what most people think country music is, and a lot of the drunk, younger generation, even my generations, you know, they never heard a lot of the really good greats like Merle Haggard and stuff, and what they have heard might be uh, think I'll just stay here and drink or something, not really the deep cuts like a. Uh, some days when things are good, songs like that. Those are the songs that, to me, are that's that's the real country music. And luckily, we have guys today that are still playing songs like that, like Tyler Childers, like Brian, uh, Sierra Farrell, and and folks like that. So it's I'm glad that you're being exposed to it, and I'm glad that you're exposing other people to it as well. Yeah, like. In terms of like Dolly Parton, I think Sierra Farrell kind of has that that sound to her. When I first heard her 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 voice, I was like, "Oh my god!" 
I was like, she has that just. Yeah, she does. She's, she's got that kind of tremble in her voice that Dolly has, uh, that you don't see often, but she's great. She's fantastic. I saw her, I went to Willie's 4th of July picnic, which was like a bucket list thing for me this summer. And Sierra Farrell was there, Shane Smith and the Saints, uh, Dwight Yoakam asleep at the wheel, and, of course, Willie and all of his family. And so to see all those guys, and Sierra Sierra Farrell was probably my favorite, other than Willie, of the whole day. Well, Tyler Childers was there, too, so I was pretty excited about that. But Sierra Sierra just uh, blew my mind. She was fantastic. Yeah, and she's like uh, like the, the total deal, too, like her outfits and everything. It's just the whole individual too. I, I really enjoyed seeing her. Uh, I guess she was playing at the Opry the other day. Yeah. She kind of just does, does her own thing. And that's what I like about her. She kind of got that outlaw type vibe. She, she does what she wants. She records what she wants. And that's those kind of people seem to be more successful these days than the mainstream people. And uh, the ones who are being told by the record companies, what to record Half the time, the record companies are wrong about what's going to hit or not. Even over the past 40, 50 years, they'll tell artists, like they told Merle Haggard that Kern River wasn't worth recording. They told Travis Tritt that Here's a Quarter wasn't worth recording. So they're time and time again wrong. So the guys and girls who are doing it their way, I think, are uh, doing it the right way. Yeah, I I just watched your video on uh, L. King. And uh, you're like, oh, yeah. I don't think she ruined her career. I prefer these guys. And it was all. Yeah. I mean, uh, so for those of you who don't know, L. King got drunk and was performing at Dolly Parton's tribute show for her birthday at the Ryman, which Ryman is, you know, it's kind of sacred ground. It's where the Grand Ole Opry was for years. Hank Williams performed there and everybody else. So she got drunk and performed and everybody's saying that she's she's canceled. Her career is over because she got drunk and kind of made a fool of herself. And they say that she disgraced Dolly Parton. I don't see it that way. I mean, like I said in that video, Hank Williams Sr. got fired from the Opry. Johnny Cash stomped out footlights. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's people who have done far worse. And uh, early on in their career, too, I mean, Merle Haggard, before he hit it big, he really did turn 21 in prison. And, uh, so I don't think so. People are so quick to judge other people these days. It's kind of kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. Yeah. And especially with like, especially somebody big with a big influence gets involved and it can just, it, you, and you can also lose like the beginning part of the story where maybe that person was right or, you know, and then I've seen just the trail be burned down the wrong end when the person was a good person, but they didn't show that part. They showed the part after, you know, anybody was it's going to get worn down and do something. And like, yeah. like it's Dolly Parton. She's from everything I've seen. She's always, you know, a forgive rather than I've never, never seen anything that indicates that she's a hateful, spiteful person at all. So it's just kind of like, yeah, it's like I said at the end of the video, I don't know if Dolly was at the rhyming or not. She probably wasn't, but, uh, if she was there, she probably told her to come sit down and have some coffee and, you know, sober up a little bit, but she wouldn't, have, I don't think she would have had any harsh words for her. Maybe, maybe a little criticism, constructive criticism, like, Hey, you, you need to get your act together. But, uh, 
that's always been the case. I mean, Roy Acuff with Hank Williams, he told him uh, backstage at one show, Roy told Hank, he said, you got a million dollar voice, but a nickel brain (laughs) (laughs) because he, he drank so much and uh, Roy told him he needed to sober up and get right. But obviously that never happened, but yeah, I think, I think Dolly would have been the same way. I think she would have told her, you know, you need to get this under control, but I don't think she would have been angry about it. Yeah. Well, that's like, once again, I watched your uh, Keith Whitley video, and I had no idea, like, the state of how he was that day. Like, like I guess you're drinking hairspray? and Yeah, well, ac- according to Lori, Lori, um, when she was home, she would tie their legs together during the That's- night because he would get up and go into the bathroom and start drinking mouthwash or cleaning supplies and stuff, anything that had alcohol in it that I guess he thought wouldn't kill him. He would, he would drink, but yeah, he drank that day. He had, what's crazy is his brother-in-law came over at like eight o'clock in the morning wanting to go golfing. And so he stuck around for about an hour and they talked about golfing. He said, well, I'm going to go back and get ready. I'll be back in an hour or two, pick you up. He comes back around 11, 1130, I think to pick up Keith and found them unresponsive in the room with 23 empty beer cans, uh, like a can and a half of empty hairspray at an empty bottle of Listerine, I believe it was, which is crazy. In that short amount of time, from the time he left to the time he got back, he had already drank that much. And, I mean, obviously, immediate alcohol poisoning, and that's what ended up taking him out. But that is a crazy amount of, stuff to drink because I, I think hairspray, hairspray has very high alcohol content and so does Listerine obviously. So yeah, he had a severe problem. Yeah. That's, that's probably one of the worst ones I've heard of, but I'd like to that yeah. extent, I, I didn't know that until. Yeah. You see him and Ralph, uh, not Ralph Stanley. Um, I'm drawing a blank. The guy that sings heartbroken. Anyway, Keith Whitley played for Ralph Stanley with him. It'll come to me in a second. But they were young. When they were young and starting out, they started out bluegrass with Ralph Stanley's band. And um, Ralph said that Keith was the only one that he would allow to drink with them because Keith was the only one that could keep up with them. (laughs) And uh, this was when Keith was like 14 or 15 years old. So he got started early, and it was downhill from there. I mean, addiction took a toll on him. When you're at the point where your wife has to tie your feet together at night, you're you're in a bad position, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, crazy stuff with Keith Whitley. How how bad it was for him. I don't think there was any, to my knowledge, that had it that bad. I mean, Hank Williams, his situation was a little different because he was born at spina bifida and he was addicted to painkillers as well. And he was taking it because he was, from what I heard, sometimes he couldn't even stand up. He was, it was so bad, but uh, Keith, he just started at an early age. And there's a quote of him saying he, from watching people like George Jones, he thought that in order to be a good country musician, that you had to, um, you had to drink. 
And so he had that mindset and it stuck with him, unfortunately. And it's been a lot of, a lot of death in that family. He had a couple of nephews who have passed since then. And uh, they were also very talented musicians. And uh, that was his, his brother's sons. So his brother, Dwight, has lost his, his own brother, Keith, and two sons. So Dwight has had a pretty hard life as far as loss to, to different things. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate because, I mean, Keith Whitley would have been one of the – a lot of people consider him to be one of the greatest of all times, but I, no doubt if his career would have lasted longer, he would have been – Probably people would consider him the king of country music other than George Strait. Yeah. Now, do you have an opinion on who who is the, the king? I guess it would go by what your definition of that would be because, you know, a lot of people say the king has to be alive. Yeah. So by that, uh, I don't know. George Strait, I mean, would be a good runner. Well, I, I actually, Willie Nelson. <laughs> Willie Nelson's still kicking, so I'd give it to Willie as someone alive. But all time, I think Merle Haggard because I often say he's the trifecta of country music. He could he could pick a guitar really. He was a very good guitar player. He could write very well and was a, a very good singer as well. And there's not a whole lot of country musicians who can do all three of those things as good as Merle could. Willie Nelson won. Hank Jr being another, um, but there's not many. And to me, Merle did all three the best as a whole. Yeah. And he, like, I, I really liked his style. It was like, I always mispronounced that. Like he was like eclectic, like use horns and non-traditional instruments in like it, that he, out of all the older guys, he had like definitely a different sound and a different flair. I just, I really appreciate just the way how like he arranged his uh, songs with like, just like, like choirish vo- uh, harmonies and stuff. And I, I really liked, it was, it was different, but I, I would like to see him play guitar. I haven't really seen uh, a video of him really getting at it, but I did see a video where uh, Vince Gill did consider him also the, the King of country. Yeah. He, he was a great guitar player. He picked up a lot from his guitarist in the strangers, his backing band. Roy Nichols. Roy Nichols was one of the best country music players, you know, and it was kind of that whole Bakersfield sound going back to the sound. Uh, you know, Buck Owens was really one of the first, if, I think he might've been the first to bring the Telecaster into country music. And uh, which, I mean, you think of country music guitar nowadays, you think of the Telecaster. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Merle was a fantastic guitar. His son, Ben, actually all three of his sons, Ben, Noel, and Marty, are fantastic musicians as well. So it's really interesting to see because they all three look just like Merle and pretty much all sound like them. So it's interesting to see them carry on. And uh, Ben especially, I love Ben's music. He's fantastic. Have you listened to him any? No, it, it's funny. I, I didn't realize Merle Haggard had kids until uh... – the other day I was looking for a song of his uh, just for like a picture. And I, I looked, I said, Marty Haggard. And I clicked, it said like something like songs for dad. I was like, Oh, his son. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I didn't listen to it. 
Yeah, so Marty and Noel are a little bit older. Uh, ben is the youngest son. He's he's close to my age. He's in his early 30s, I believe. But um, he's to me, he sounds the most like Merle. And uh, when you get a chance, just look up Ben Haggard and listen to him singing some of Merle's songs. It'll it'll blow your mind. It's almost just like listening to Merle. He's he's so good. I got to see him and Marty with Chris Christopherson. It was right after Merle passed away. Chris had the uh, the Strangers touring with them as his backing band, and so he had Ben and Marty there too, and they all put on a performance. Probably the best, honestly, the best concert I've ever been to. Now, Chris was like 87 years old, so his he was sounding pretty rough by this point, but uh, just to be in the presence of Chris Christopherson and then the Strangers with Ben and Marty was like it. It could have lasted forever. I was, it ended way too soon. It was a three hour concert, but it ended way too soon for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris, he like lived like a Forrest Gump life. The, when I was researching about him, I was like, what, what didn't he do? I mean, it's the list of accomplishments. Like, I probably couldn't do a quarter of them in one lifetime. It's, yeah. Yeah. He's, I made a video about that. He's like the most interesting person in country music ever. Him, What's funny is him and Towns Van Zant, who are two of the greatest, you know, songwriters of all time, both came from very wealthy families and were both set up to become senators or representatives or presidents, whatever. Uh, lawyers for sure. I think that's what their family wanted them to start out as lawyers, but they both went the troubadour route and Chris's family disowned him whenever he decided he was going to become a songwriter because he had been to Oxford, got the uh, Rhodes Scholar, became a, he was supposed supposed to teach at West Point after he had become a pilot in the army, but he didn't want to go that route. So he didn't teach at West Point and decided to become a songwriter, took a job as a janitor in Nashville. (laughs) That's a heck of a downgrade, (laughs) but uh, he did it. He went there and, Got hooked up with Johnny Cash and stuff, and the rest is history. But, yeah, that man has lived a thousand lifetimes in one. He he actually wrote a lot of those songs down here in South Louisiana. Uh, he was spending half of his time doing janitor work in Nashville, and the other half he was piloting helicopters down here in South Louisiana, bringing people out to the oil rigs. And... On top of uh, one of those oil platforms, I think he wrote me and Bobby McGee and several other songs while he was flying helicopters down here in South Louisiana. So he's got a very rich history. I've I've always enjoyed reading and finding out new things about Christofferson. So, like, what's the drive of the people can tell you like snippets of a person or a song. But whereas you go all the way down into it, have you just just always found it like super interesting or like the you're talking about like uh, the backgrounds of songs and where they how yeah. they came to be and stuff? Yeah, because yeah, I, 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 I just love country music. I have ever since I was a kid and. History, too. I've always been a history nut and a a country music nut. Like in college, I took extra history courses as electives just because I loved history. But uh, as someone, I I love songwriting myself. And as someone who loves to write songs, 
I love to see where a person's head was when they wrote that song, how it came to be, and maybe what challenges they had. In fact, I, I just picked up this book a couple of days ago. I just started reading it. It's uh, Energy Follows Thought by Willie Nelson. And this is a whole book of all of this, not all the songs he's written, but his biggest songs, like 180 something. So that's a thick book. And it's, yeah, it's, it's the story, <laughs> the stories behind each of his songs. Oh, that's that cool. Written. So I just got into it, but it's it's very interesting so far. But yeah, I I just love history and these guys that I've looked up to since I was a kid and listened to. It's something that I enjoy, and obviously something that everybody else enjoys. I I didn't really think that at first. I just kind of started telling stories about what I like, just because I like it, and apparently there's a a good bit of people who like it as well. So I'm really happy about that. Yeah, you've made it a an entire like entity of. I mean, you're you're gonna be having three hundred thousand followers soon, and and like yeah. Do you do you uh, get to meet some of the artists as well? Yeah, I've met quite a few. Um, I mean, speaking of Keith Whitley, me and his son Jesse have become friends, and um, another good friend of mine is Ken Mellons. I he was. He was big in the 90s. He had the song Jukebox Funky, but he has just a, a really great country music, a voice made for country music, basically. He's become a good friend of mine. Uh, Bobby Tomberlin, he's a songwriter. Sam Williams, Hank Jr.'s son. Uh, a lot. I've met quite a few. Dale Watson. Uh, I'm going to be going to the Ameripolitan Music Awards here next month, which is uh, – like a Texas country type. It's not really Texas because I get people from all over, but mainly Texas type country music. Ray Benson from Asleep at the Wheel is going to be there. Augie Myers and Flacco Jimenez from Texas Tornadoes are going to be there. So I'm excited to meet them. But yeah, it's been interesting. This year, this last year, man, just blew my mind because this time last year I had like 30,000 followers and, now, like you said, I'm almost to 300,000, and the opportunities that I've gotten and the people I've gotten to meet, people that I used to watch on TV, and <laughs> now I can call them friends, it's it's absolutely crazy. I'm sure you've had some stuff like that happen with you as well, because your channel is is huge. Yeah, I, I, I've i met, I've met a lot of people. It, it, it's been, it's been fun. Like, it. Like, uh, and, and how's, how's like your side of like, like, uh, like, I don't, I, I'm trying to think like we have a uh, mutual, uh, Justin danger, Nunley. like, do you have like any other friends with, uh, content creators? Cause like, yeah, I mean, I mean, Nunley's obviously the biggest one. He's one of the biggest, you know, content creators on here. Nunley's a nut, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Holiday, Dylan Holiday is yes. a good friend of mine, Nikki in Nashville. You know, pretty much our, a lot of the people in our country music niche is has become friends of mine, and I'm I'm thankful for that. You know, I I haven't met Holiday in person yet because he lives up in Pennsylvania, but I have met uh, Nikki in Nashville, and uh, hopefully I'll get to meet Dylan Holiday one of these days, get up there and I mean, you, I saw you came to Texas, mm -hmm. at, and uh, I was wishing that I could have got over there with y'all for that festival. Uh, but I never did see you had posted before 
that you was going to try Paps Blue Ribbon or Shiner Bach. Oh, uh, Lone Star or Shiner? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's what was. Lone Star or Shiner, yeah. You know what's, I, I didn't have a Lone Star, but I, I, had a, I had a Shiner. That was the one that won out. We went to uh, Himes Barbecue, and uh-huh. uh, that was my, uh, I'd had Shiner before, though. But uh, so you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I like I like the the regular one. I've I've had a couple of the other variations of it. I wasn't a, like a real big fan of it, but it's yeah. it's not bad. It's funny as I, I went into the the beer store here and he was like, "What's it called?" And I'm like, "All right, you know, put it in the computer." And he was able to order <laughs> it. But the first the first shiner I ever did have was uh I was playing for Brian Martin, and on his rider was uh shiner and miller light and it, it was the first time i played with him and i, I listened to his songs and he had a, a like a real like not like a dark song but it was about addiction and he was like i've been sober blah blah and i thought it was a test so he's like hey man you want to have a beer and i'm like no nah, i'm good and he's like okay and i was like yeah pass the test <laughs> and here comes uh he was using his drummer was my drummer uh for a while and uh, my buddy Vernon came in and he goes, Hey Vern, you want a beer? He goes, yeah, give me two Miller lights. And I was like, man, <laughs> cause I like to have a few before the show to knock off the heebie jeebies, you know? And I was like, Hey, and he looked at me, he's like, why aren't you having one? And I said, I said, Brian, I thought it was a test to see, you know, if, you know, a lot of musicians, like they have alcohol problems. So I didn't want to come across like I was a, a drunk and he goes, and I said, you have this song. And I, I thought you were sober. And he looked at me and he said, I'm a semi-sober man. <laughs> and I said, well, fire me a shiner. Never had one. And that was the first first time I had it. But, uh, yeah, he's he's from what, what, uh, Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, I, yeah, he's, he's, he's doing really good. I'm thinking, thinking about traveling up to Pittsburgh because he's, he's playing with Chris Young. Figure my that's probably like the only way I see him is go to a big show. Yeah. I'm about to check him out. I'm not I'm not familiar with him, I don't guess. Which is funny because I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh he, he he's just I he was an the oil field worker and yeah, he's I mean he's written like I think he's over three thousand songs. And he's he's wow. he's yeah, he just wrote with uh uh, Jinx and Adam Hood and all those guys. And he's been, that's all he does is right, 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 right. And it, it's, what's pretty cool is like, well, now my drummer has a gold, a gold song. So we have to, we have to listen to him now. Is <laughs> he co-wrote his, uh, his most popular song. It's, it's crazy. Like uh, it, it's his first song he ever wrote on and it went gold. Uh, and that's I, impressive. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I I get BMI checks too, so I call him up. I'm like, "What's yours?" And he's like, "Man, like it's been syndicated on radio, and the TV picked it up." And I'm just like, "Man, I want that mailbox money." I just like, I get like maybe a six pack kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, mailbox money's always nice, regardless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it is. That's fun. yeah. Uh, going back to Shiner, the reason I ask you that, you know, I wear Shiner hats in like all of my videos. And everybody thinks I'm like, uh, 
sponsored by Shiner, but I'm not. The truth is, I bought this hat from Academy like a year ago before I really blew up. And I just thought it was a cool hat. And so Shiner saw it and was like, hey, like your hat. We want to send you some more. And they've done that like three times already. So now, like, my wife is telling me I need to get rid of hats because there's just Shiner beer hats <laughs> everywhere. And what's funny, though, man, is I'm not really a drinker. <laughs> I, I'm not really a drinker at all. And uh, I have all these Shiner beer hats. Everybody thinks that Shiner uh, is sponsoring me. But, uh, no, I just, they send me a lot of hats. It's free. They're cool looking, so I wear them. That's awesome. <laughs> I should start wearing Miller Lite hat, Miller Lite hats. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Start wearing some Miller Lite hats and get you a sponsorship or get you some free hats. Yeah, that's like I was. <laughs> I was talking to a couple of bands and they're like sponsored by like whiskey companies, beer companies, and I'm like, so how how do you go about that? You know, like <laughs> take some notes yeah. here, and they're like, yeah, like they. I, I was in the one uh, uh, on the back of their their bus in their band trailer, and I'm like. Dude, what is with all these cases of beer? And they're like, oh, we're, we're sponsored by Shiner. I'm like, I need, I need some sponsors. <laughs> but then, unfortunately, yeah. I'll, I'll need the other kind of sponsor if I have access like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I got to go earn that coin. <laughs> <laughs> the AA sponsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny, though. Uh like you said, how to, taking notes, how do you go about doing that? I'm assuming you're probably in the same shoes that I am, just kind of thrown into the mix, figuring it out as you go. Yeah, dude, like, there's no, like, I don't know about, like, I, I did one video, and it blew up, and I woke up, and it had a, a million-some views, and then I, I had 50,000 followers in, like, five days. And I was just thinking, I'm like, Am, am I like famous now? Like what, what happens now? Like, can I like walk in, tell my boss, you know, you can take this job and shove it. Is that, is that how, am I, am I little beast? Am I little Mr. Beast? Now? <laughs> Cause like you hear like stories are like, Oh, they went viral and they're doing this. And you know, and, and now nothing happened. I, I went to work. No one, they're like, what's TikTok?" I'm like, never mind. And I'm like, <laughs> And it, it, it's just still, it's dead. It's just nothing. Like I had a guy, he lives, uh, he owns uh, uh steel, steel records in Louisiana. And he said, man, you must walk around, get recognized everywhere. And I'm like, no, I, I walk around. No one recognized me unless I'm around people from Texas or Oklahoma. And he's like, so if you can't, if you came to Texas, lived here, you'd probably be famous. I'm like, I don't, I don't think of it like that. I'm, I'm just a guy on TikTok that listens to music. And I said, like, but if I go to like the shows when people come up here, I get recognized and they'll tell me they're like, "Hey, check these guys out." And like, you know, I'll bring my phone app out and go, "Okay." But like it <laughs> it it is weird. It is. It's like I had I had a company message me one day a few months ago and they were like, "What's your going rate to make us a video about the, you know, to promote something?" And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, I have no idea. I've been doing so this I, for hats. I start me- yeah, I start messaging, exactly. <laughs> I start messaging a bunch of friends that are, you know, nunly people like that. Like, well, what should I charge? And, of course, I get 12 different answers. But, uh, 
Yeah, so I ended up just like throwing this number out there. I just threw out a high number, and they came back. It was like, well, could you do it for this? I was like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you you figure it out as you go. But when people recognize you in public and you're not used to it, that is a it's a strange feeling. It's still very strange to me. Like I was at the grocery at a, a store the other day, and my dad called me, and I'm talking on the phone, and uh, I guess I have a pretty recognizable voice. Yeah. It's, I'm talking on the phone to my dad, and I see this woman. She's like poking her head around the around the aisle, looking at me. And she was an older woman, so I thought maybe she needed help getting something off of a top shelf, because that's not unusual, you know. So somebody like that to ask for help. So I got off the phone with dad, and I was like, "Can I can I help you?" And she said, "Dylan Welton." I said, <laughs> "Yes, ma'am." She said, "I watch your videos all the time." And uh, it happens more often now since I've gained more followers, but it's still just really weird to me. It's odd to go out in public and somebody recognize you. <laughs> yeah, it's it, what's crazy is like I, I get a lot of like like questions like, "Hey man, why don't you come here? Why don't you do that?" And, I'm, and then it, it blows their mind. I'm like, "Dude, I'm from Delaware." Like they're like, "Delaware? How how did I'm like exactly like <laughs> like Aaron Watson asked me." He was like, "Hey man, you want to come down on a ranch and hang out?" I'm like, "Dude, I, that's like, I, I, I can't. I, I, like, I have a regular job. I only have so much vacation time, and that's the one thing. It's like because now there's like festivals all over the place, and people ask to come down, and and then it's like I don't know if they want me to like film at the festival because I'm like, as much as I'm on camera and everything, when I'm at a show, I don't want to be living through that screen." So it's like I, I, I'm gonna have to start like hiring people to like do the videos for me because I I want to like like at, Take it I, in. yeah at Highway Thirty I, you know I had stage crew access so I was backstage but as soon as the band would come back up like I want to be out front you know so right. like and, and like I always feel like they they invited me and then I don't like return like like a a, a video and like a a thing of like explanation. Like my first festival, I went to mile zero. And while I was at mile zero, I got a heating oil delivery, 150 gallons, and my tank burst. So I had to come home to that and deal with that. And then it just got so far away. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're mad. I didn't talk about mile zero enough. And then I did Highway 30. I talked to Gordy. And I was like, I don't. But like, there's like paid videographers and photographers. Like, I'm never going to be better than those guys and it's just like but you know and and i'm not like the kind of person to like be in the airport with the selfie like here i am in texas for the first time you know get out of my way you know like i'm not i'm not like that and it's it's funny because people are like here let's let's just let's let's videotape this i'm like ah like i still i still am weird about that and people like how you have thousands of videos you're on camera all the time i'm like yeah but that's like i'm in my house you know, like I'm in my own like space. I don't, I don't want to disrupt people's lives because, like, then you get the eye rolls, like, oh, it must be a, uh-huh. an influencer. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's just it's content. Sorry, you're in it, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like it, it's it's kind of like a job that no one tells you what's expected, what to do. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's a job. You're figuring it all out on your own. You just <laughs> kind of about that. And another thing about videoing in public, you know, 
at the house, I don't know if you're like this, but I, you're probably not like this as much because of the style of your videos. But with mine, it might take me like 30 or 45 minutes to record a one minute video because I'll be like, Willie Nelson went to the, ah, crap. Let me restart that. Willie Nelson went to, ah, crap. Let me restart that, you know. I, you can't do that in public. You just got to roll with it. Yeah, it's funny. Some of my videos, like, I can't, like, like Waylon Jennings. I, like, I was, I, for some reason, sometimes, I'd like, I'm like, that sounded weird. And I, I put some of the videos up of me trying to say the name. Like, Linda Rostat. Linda Rostat. I'm like, I don't know. How to, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like pronouncing people's last names sometimes. It's like, I said Tyler Childers. <clears throat> and be, that gave a lot of traction. I'm like. I don't know the guy. Never heard him. You know, like, uh, what is it? Uh, Frizzell, Frizzle. You know, like Frizzell. Yeah. Frizzell. Yep. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much, and that like I said, uh, Picos instead of Pecos. And I'm like, and I don't know. Like I just did Linda Rostat the other day, and I'm like, I, it's Rostat. But when I say it, like Linda Rostat, I'm like, nah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it it dude, it's. It is crazy. It's funny is uh, I actually sampled uh, Justin's voice. So every once in a while, I'll just do the. Uh, Listen, did you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, I was doing like a, a video. I was like, "Listen, did you?" And, and then I would say something, and I'd be like, "Thank you, Justin Danger Nunley." And then I remember putting it up, and I'm like, "I should have text. I should have slid in his DMs and said, is that okay?'" Because like technically, I am stealing. You know, it, it kind of is stealing kind of a shout out. And it's like so weird because he's that one. Tra I think it was Tracy Lawrence or uh, Trace Atkins. I can't remember. He actually was like, dude, I sent it to Tracy. He's like, Thank every once in a while, he'll uh, do this one, do this one. And for him to have like six, seven million followers and to like have that attention to like comment and send me DMs is insane because at the level I'm at, I'm like, dun, 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 you know, like trying to get, mm -mm. you try to be engaging, like, because you do end up being friends with people and like, you don't want to miss a comment. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, like, like Joe Rogan's like, nah, don't read the comments. Nah, don't even deal with them. And like, I don't want to, you know, I get into it. Cause like I take the suggestions from people's comments to do the videos. That's like, I've been doing a lot of like the, the vocal voice, <clears throat> vocal isolation song because mm -hmm. one it's easier because I, I got burned out a little while ago. It's just, and like, I don't know if you've experienced it. Like, like I, I, I have other stuff to do. Like I like playing guitar and doing stuff. And like, I come home from work around three and I normally do TikTok all the way up to like 7, 8 PM every day for the last year or two doing three videos a day, four videos a day. And it's a lot, yeah. like all those comments, they're me. Like I even like, like you did the video. I tried to like have, I tried to have like artists be like, like, listen, no one wants to see me. If it's just, I got to take a drink. Sorry. I'm actually getting over being sick, but like, I, I was really thought people would jump at like, Hey, I'm so-and-so artist and then play a song and I can just upload them and not have me like, in like a duet situation where I'm taking away, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I thought right. I'd be bombarded. I didn't get, I go, oh, uh, Wes Barlow uh, wanted to promote his fiddle Academy. And I thought it was great. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm like, I have a, a big platform and I want to help the people that help me. 
But no one took me up on it. That blew my mind. And I was really hoping that I could get some load taken off because, you know, I got, I got daily yeah, stuff to it, do. Yeah, it, it can get overwhelming. Uh, you know, like you said, Joe Rogan said, don't read the comments. I'm selective on the videos that I read the comments on. If it's a video that's I know is going to be kind of controversial and back and forth, I'm like, I'll, I'll let them – fight amongst themselves i'm gonna i'm gonna stay out of this one but most of the time i do re- read some of the comments anyway but it does it gets overwhelming at times you gotta just turn it off and get away from it for a little while but on the other hand i'm thankful you know i wouldn't want it any other way i've been very blessed to be able to do the things I've done and see the things I see, meet the people I've met over the past years. And, and I, I wouldn't have any, if it wasn't for followers and people who enjoy my content. So I'm thankful for each and every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And it's, do you ever find yourself like, like sometimes I'm like chasing, chasing them high numbers. It's, I, I have that kind of personality. Like if I went to the casino and hit for like $5, I will be there every day. <laughs> like, but when I get like a video that like hits big and it's like, you do the next one and it's like, Oh, come on. It's you just yeah, you, you chasing that next uh, boost of serotonin. <laughs> exactly. And, and, like I, I'm a happy go lucky guy. I just want to have fun, but it's almost like putting a score on it. And like you know what I mean. Like when I when I play a game, and I I want to win. <laughs> Something yeah, that exactly. like, and it's just like ah, uh, and it's so weird. Like looking at like looking at the graphs and being like, man, how do I get more people in Australia? Australia, you know that they, they seem to love country <laughs> music, and you know what I mean. It's like. Because yeah. I, I get a lot of messages when they're like, dude, I found my favorite band now. Like sh- a lot of like Shane Smith and the Saints. They're like, some some people actually like follow them now. And like, I love that. It's like so rewarding. And like for a little bit, it, it, like TikTok flipped and like all the, the, the reach went down. I don't know if you noticed, but recently it's been on fire. Like how it used to be like yeah. way back in the day. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, I love when an artist can see I did their song, and they're like, you know, 60,000 people heard my song because of, you know, some kid in Delaware. And I <laughs> I just think it's cool that, like, like somebody who I, I, I did not like country music. It's just because I didn't hear real country music before. You know, like, the things that Willie yeah. Nelson I knew was he was sued by the RS. I knew of him through uh, Bill Hicks Comedy. But I knew he was a nice guy because I'd seen him, you know, I'd seen his personality side on a couple movies and everything. And then, like, I I didn't, Merle Haggard, didn't know who he was. I knew Johnny Cash because he covered one of my favorite songs, uh, Hurt. And, uh, like, Waylon Jennings, I'd never, I'd heard his name through, like, a song, but never heard any of his music. Find out, like, I I love his voice. I always say sounds like his voice was uh, aged in a whiskey barrel, which, yeah, yeah, and I I love his songs. And, like, I was worried. I don't know why to, to see interviews of the older guys. Cause I, a lot of my, my heroes I seen in interviews and I was like, Oh no, but seeing Waylon and Johnny cash talk, 
I was very surprised of their their politics and just how like it, to me they had like that outlaw like like you know what I mean. But they they really like cared for people, listening oh, to yeah. them talk and Willie Nelson. I was, and I'm like, dude, and another, I was like, do their fans know this? Because there's a bunch of fans. Like I'm like the one Willie Nelson video. I said. I don't think Willie Nelson wants you as a fan. If you're going to treat me like this, for it's the first time I've ever heard this song. Like, it's okay. Like, I always find, like, because I didn't grow up with these people being, like, you know, legends. I, I don't have memories of listening to these old country music, like, with my dad on a hunt with my dog. You know what I mean? Like, I, n- I never had, right. didn't have anything that ties me to, you know, George Strait is the king. He always will be. Like, I'm just kind of like, Oh, I really appreciate his voice, but like he wasn't, you know, I always found that that to be weird with those sect of fans. Cause that's, I wanted right. to meet Willie Nelson to have him do like, read like the mean tweets of like, <laughs> you know, like a Chris Christopherson. I, I knew him as Whistler from blade Dwight Yoakam. That blew my mind when I found out that he was an artist. Cause to me, he was always an actor, you know, sling, uh, sling blade, a uh, crank, you know, and, and then like here to find out, like, I love his music. Like I'm always playing fast as you when I pick up a guitar. It's so fun. and so easy to play. And I love his voice. Like that, like country yodeling type. So, uh-huh. so it's, it's, it's still fun. That's what I always say. Like, it doesn't feel like work, but yeah. I, yeah. You, you know, the highway men, Johnny cash, Chris Christopherson, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, Willie and Chris, we're left leaning or are left left leaning in politics, pretty pretty dramatically left leaning, and Waylon was very right leaning, and Johnny he was kind of right too, maybe maybe a little more moderate, but they were all friends, and they were getting arguments from from stories I've read. They were getting some pretty severe arguments, but at the end of the day, they were still friends and they were still musicians and. I think the world could learn a lot from that because I I can put out a video about Willie Nelson and have a hundred comments of people saying, I knew you as a liberal. And then uh, I put out a video on on Hank Jr. And it's like, oh, I knew you as a right wing nut. And it's like, I just listened to the music. I I could care less about the politics. I just enjoy this song or this artist. And I don't really care what their politics are. It's none of my business, in my opinion. But uh, it it gets tiresome. I don't know if you ever have to deal with that, but it I deal with it quite a bit in my comments, and it gets tiresome to the whole. Everything gets made into politics these days, and it yeah. just a, annoys me. Yeah, and that's like I I'm pretty sure. I hope I don't butcher that. I'm pretty sure it's like a Thomas Jefferson quote: "Like never have I lost a friend on a different opinion on politics." And like I do see the comments on you, like God forbid, like. Tyler Childers, he sold his soul to the devil. I'm like, why? Because of the video? Don't watch it. Is is he he an insanely gifted vocalist? Yes. Don't watch the video. That that was easy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he go woke, go broke. Like the first like uh, interview I I saw of like Garth Brooks, I was like, oh, wow. And people were like, oh. Typical, like, I'm like, oh, he's just said, he, he, everybody's welcome at my place. I was like, okay. I never really heard him talk before. And uh, 
the, the comments on there. I had, I've had a lot of like Tyler Childers type things and, it's like some, someone on the the Linda the Linda's video. Somebody said something about she did something, and I'm like, I don't know. And like, some of these some of these artists have they've shot people. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Paycheck, uh, Billy Joe Shaver, they both shot somebody in the head, and <laughs> like George Jones shot at people. Waylon Jennings blew up a barn. I mean, <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know. It's people, it's the world we live in today. It's everything is polarized. Everything yeah. is polarized, and that's what I try to get away from. I want my channel to be a place where people can come and listen and not have to hear something one sided or polarized. I just want to talk about the music and the stories and stuff, but everybody, God, both sides, there's yeah. always going to be your extremists that want to turn it into something that it's not yeah. make a mountain out of a molehill, you know? Yeah. And and the truth is both sides, us, we're all losing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we're doing exactly what they want. It's, you know, anytime they can make you feel like someone's lesser than you, and it gives you like a sense of entitlement. Like there, there's a there's a club. We're not in it. I, I tell my friends, they're like, "Well, you know these people." I'm like, "No, dude, no. We're poor, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we're not in this club that you think you're in." I was like, "Just like, like you said, like just listen to the music. Like I could care less about Tyler Childers' music video. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't watch it. You know, like he he made yeah. he made it for his reasons and." Yeah, somebody told me whenever I came out with that, you, you, you said that about selling your soul. I actually got a message from a person whenever I made that video, like saying that I had sold my soul. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is going too far. This is yeah. crazy. Like, at the time, I only had like a 100,000, 110,000 followers or something. I was like, dude, if I sold my soul it would be a lot for a lot more than a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. i can promise you but yeah yeah they were even saying like well what about the children the children could get on youtube and watch that music video and i don't want my kids seeing uh that kind of music video and i was like well then don't let your children unsupervised on the internet yeah. i would so your computer I would advice. Yeah, I would give that advice to any, anybody. Don't let a child on the internet unsupervised. That's asking for trouble. Yeah. But, uh, to each their own, I guess. Yeah. And I, I mean, you're probably the same. Like, I try to stay, like, completely neutral on things, even though, like, I'll read a comment and be like, man, I, I'll be highly opinionated on it, but you got to go straight down there because no matter what you do, you're going to alienate half the other half, like since I changed up doing like the, the vocal, the vocal videos, which is a huge convenience for me. And I enjoy like just hearing. Cause like as a musician, like I'm listening to the guitars and I'm like, like, like the whole like broken window serenade. I did not know that was a sad song. Cause I wasn't listening to the lyrics and I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is, sounds like the, like, you know, and then like, so I've been able to like focus on like people, like, I really noticed how strong some some of these vo- uh, voices are. Like I did Patsy Cline today, and I, I didn't think I could love Patsy Cline's voice anymore. And just to hear it, 
like super just dry and just her and just, you know, cause I, I kind of have a touch of the ADD, you know, cause my ears just run around and just, it, it was also for me too. And like, I take it from the comments. I'm trying to, trying to make everyone happy while also making so many other people unhappy because they're like, go back to doing the videos. I'm like, I will. I'm just like, and what people don't realize, like they're shorter, they're kind they're, they're easier, but like nothing's easier than just listening to a song and talking about it. But like you get, you get burned out. You do four songs. You got to like, yeah, just, uh, cause you know, something that you've made me realize watching your videos. And I've talked about this before, I think with holiday on our lives, but people listen to music differently. And I, I noticed that with you, when you listen to a song, you're, you always talk about the beat and the guitar or this instrument or that instrument. You're like, I really like that. I really like that. And when I listen to a song, I'm more focused on the words and less on the instruments and the beat and stuff. And so it's cool to see that other perspective and to see you get a, a different appreciation for a song that, uh, you know, I, I watch your videos and you're like, yeah, that, that guitar solo, or you talk about this or that with it. And I'm like, I, I never really listened to it like that before because I'm usually so focused on the, the lyricism and, and stuff like that. I, it gives me another, another way of looking at it or listening to it rather. Yeah. I have heard people say that. I'm like, well, that, that, that is pretty cool. And it's funny. One of the funnier sides of that is, like I, for some reason, like snap and clap tracks, I just, they irk me. And uh, on a video where that's like really present, I've been like, Oh man, snap tracks. And people would be like, I've never heard them. Now I can't unhear. Now I can't unhear it. You ruined this song for me. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what it is. It's just, I, it, it's funny is like, I, I met Corb Lund and before I even realized he didn't know who I was or what I did, I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I, I said I I didn't like your one track because of the clap tracks. And he goes, well, where'd you say that at? And I was like, on TikTok. And he, he's like, clap, what, what do you mean clap tracks? What song? And and here it turns out it was him stomping on like uh, like a, a piece of wood. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know what it is. Blah, blah, blah. And then like, he broke down like how he records. And it was it was funny, like, because he was like, I, I don't get what you do. <laughs> but he was, like, super, <laughs> super nice. But, like, he's he's a pretty built dude. I'm like, he looked like he could, he could knock out a cow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a real wide dude. Like, I used to work at a bar. And people with that shape can throw haymakers. And I was like, man. I said, hopefully this goes well. But, yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty cool. But, like, that, that one, like, Johnny Cash song, I'm like, oh. I don't know what it is, but like, but like a lot of other people have been like, man, I never realized that. I never, I never heard that. And, and it, cause I like, I've been doing it for a while and I still have an issue with really focusing on, like, I've been in, I remember I playing the same song for years and years and years and years. One of my favorite bands and we were playing and the lead singer yeah, Hank came up. He goes, man, my voice hurts. Can you assist me? He's like, can you sing the song with me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I knew the intro. But I knew, like, it was a, a, a Volbeat song. 
And I didn't know the chorus. I just knew like, and that's how I sung it. He dropped out because his voice gave out. And I just, he was on top of the bar and he's just looking at me like, and everybody knew I didn't know the words. I was so embarrassed. He's like, and he stopped. He's like, dude, we've been playing this song for the last five years and you've been singing background vocals and you don't know the words. I'm like, no. He goes, how do you not know the words? We play. I'm like, dude, I have no idea. I don't know our own music. I don't know our own words. I'll be like playing it on live and I'll be like, mm, I don't know the words. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's funny. I think it's just the way our brains is wired. We all, all listen to songs differently. Like for me, your, your big pet peeve is, is clap tracks. Mine is with lyrics like a, a list song. I cannot, I call them list songs. I cannot stand them. And one of the mo- more recent ones was try that in a small town. Oh, I've only, you know, I've only- it, it, it lists, it just lists out a bunch of things and ties it into a chorus. The, the person who did it the best was Billy Joel with, we didn't start the fire, you know, list, it lists out a bunch of things and ties it into a chorus. Uh, I love your love the most by, Eric Church is another example. Or uh, I Wish Grandpa's Never Died by Riley Green. Just lists out a bunch of stuff and ties into a chorus. And I've always thought that that was like the laziest way you could write a song. You just list out a bunch of stuff and tied into a chorus. So when Try That in a Small Town came out, people kept asking me what I thought about it. I was like, man, I really do not like that song. And, oh, God, that's when I really got called a liberal. <laughs> and <all this> stuff. <laughs> Oh, what do you mean you don't like that song? I was like, well, for one, I don't really care for Jason Aldean. <laughs> yeah. Two, it's a list song. But no, it got misconstrued and politicized again. But yeah, I don't I don't care for a list song. I, I do like We Didn't Start the Fire. I think they did it. I think Billy Joel did it the best. But uh, all the rest of them, I just don't care for them. It just doesn't, it doesn't have any heart to me. It doesn't. You know, you're just listing out stuff and tying it into a chorus. It's not really poetry like a, a country song should be, in my opinion. Yeah, it's funny you said list song, and immediately in my head it was a, a drowning pool of bodies. Says one, nothing wrong with me. Two, nothing wrong. With me. Three, <laughs> so, four, something's got to get. You know, and then I'm like, man, that's a list song. <laughs> yeah, that, I. I just don't don't care for that for those types of songs. I don't I don't know what song you're talking about. I was gonna say like that's funny. <laughs> Maybe I should do a uh, me, uh, metal versus country. Oh, that, that that name's actually taken. I checked into it. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh man, because I, I I wanted to see people were like, well, you're not really big if no one copies you. I'm like, I never checked. And I checked and there was a couple, but they don't know how I do the sounds because they, you have to do them a certain way to not get copyright strikes. Mm-hmm. And all their videos were copyright uh, strike. But uh, I saw metal versus country and I was like, oh, cool. They had no videos though. I'm like, dude, like I, I was going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. I've maybe heard one or two metal songs in my whole life. But uh, I, I guess I'll have to 
I guess since you like country so much, I'll have to listen to a couple of metal songs and see if I if I like them. I've, I have listened to uh, one of those songs that I've listened to was Canes uh, by Nod, the Cody Jinks metal band. Have you listened to him? So I did a video on Cane by Nod, and I was like, I tore up the guitar tone. I was like, man, it sounds like you're playing direct with the, it's like a distortion box. It's a cheap one. And I'm like, man, I, I was like, I don't like that tone. Like one of the ones I kind of like had like a little bit of negative comments. And I'm like, but your singer's great. I said, man, you guys aren't doing your singer justice. And everyone's like, hey, that's Cody Jinx. And I was like, no way. So <laughs> I went out, I, I went and saw Cody Jinx live and uh, his guitar player, keys player, oh, uh, came out after the show to the bar with me and I did an, an interview with him and I was like, Hey man, I don't know if you saw, I did not know Kane by nod was uh Cody Jinx. And I was talking about the guitar tone, not liking it. And he's just laughing. He goes, what really? He goes, and I was like, listen, but I wanted to keep it honest. He goes, Oh, you got to keep it honest. And he went through and talked about how he recorded it. And it was weird to actually tell the artist, you know, like, Oh yeah, I did that song. And I kind of like, Kind of had some negative things to say, and he was just like, "But it, it, what was funny is that there was a guy putting Cody Jinx uh, songs on the jukebox, and I I went to the bathroom. I came back. I don't know, I got a cough. I came back, and I was like, "Hey man, you like Cody Jinx as a guitar player, uh, keys player? Uh, Drew Heracles outside on the the deck." And he goes, "Get the hell out of here!" I'm like, "No, I'm serious. You want to go talk to him?" He's like, "He's like." Yeah, and he said something like, you know, yeah, and I'm the Pope or something. I'm like, dude, I'm whatever. And I go, and I'm like, Drew, there's a guy putting, and he, he doesn't believe you're out here. He goes, oh, well, his, his lost. But, uh, yeah, came by Nod. Yeah, Cody Jinx. He's uh, he's done with that project. He just uh, put a post up on his. I, I saw that. I, which, you know, he, he got his start, really, in, in metal. He loves metal. So I was surprised that he hung that up. But I guess it just wasn't doing what he wanted it to do. Maybe was taking focus away from his other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was saying Slayer is one of his favorite bands. That's I've never talked to him. It's weird. Is uh, I was waiting for him to come out and uh, I was talking to Drew and the other guys in the band. And I don't know what happened. I just, he just must've just walked right by me. <laughs> Have you talked to Chris, his other guitar player? Uh, no, what was funny is uh, there was a, like a rumor going around that I was uh, a Cody Jinx's guitar player. And I was like, no, I don't know why people were messaging me that. I said, I, I think it's because I, I, I went live and was playing a couple of his songs after it was around when I saw his concert or something. I think, I don't, I don't know, but I kept getting messages. And then I typed in Google Cody Jinx guitar player. Then I went on Facebook. I was like, oh, I wonder if he has a Facebook here I'm friends with them already. I was like, man, that's crazy. I was like, I'm like, because if you have a guitar or any musical instrument and you send me a friend request, boom, add. I don't really, at the time I was getting so many, I'm like, click, 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 click. And some of the people that message me like, Hey, thank you. Check this out. Or, you know, and it turns out I was like, I'm like, that was a cool moment. I'm like, man, not only, I guess he follows me on TikTok and we're Facebook friends, <laughs> you know, another level of social media. That's weird. But, uh, yeah. I, it, and I would tell people, I'm like, no, he has the right guy for the job. I, 
I love his style of, of playing. I, when I went and saw him, I mean, he was right in front of me and that's like where I prefer to be at being a guitar player. Just, I wish I could look down at his pedal board, but, but Drew gave me all the deets on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't get to, I don't think I talked to him, but yeah, Chris is, Chris is a great guitar player and cool guy. I, I met him a few years ago before I ever had a TikTok or anything, any kind of social media. I just went to one of Cody Jinks shows as a fan and I was standing outside. This was in Baton Rouge at the Raisin Cane Center and I'm standing outside like two or three hours before the show because I'm always super early to events like that. And here he comes walking down and he said, Hey man, do you know of any good places to eat around here? And I said, no, but I'm, I'm was about to look for something myself. He said, well, let's find it together. And me and him went and found this little restaurant and had lunch together and talked about music and being out on the road and stuff. And he was, he added me on Facebook and, Really nice, really cool guy, Chris is. I had never seen him or talked to him since then, but he was a really down-to-earth, nice guy, and he's a fantastic guitar player. Yeah, I, I love his guitar. When I was looking at it, I was like, man, I want that. I was like, at, at Highway 30, uh, uh, Cody Jenks was actually playing one of uh, Dimebag Daryl's actual guitars. Really? That was cool. I was like, I, I just wanted to, like, touch it. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I was like, man, I would do anything. I'm like, I'm, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask. I was like, I'm not having another drink because I'm going to go over there and be like, hey, <laughs> please. I just want to, I won't even, I won't even grab it. I'll just feather the strings. The just because he, he was a huge influence on me. I, I, yeah. I mean, I got one of his guitars over here. Well, not his personal, his. You know what I mean? His model, but yeah, yeah, that was cool. I, I do like Cody Jenks. It's funny, is you know, like I tell people I'm from Philly, and he was wearing a, a Cowboys jersey, and he's like, every time I go to Philly and I get to wear this, people can call me an asshole. I'm like, oh, and I hate, I hate that. I, I sent him a message, like a, a comment. I'm like, dude, I'm from Philly. I just want to see you happy. I'm. There's people that go to shows, and if they like, especially the Texas guys that come up here and if they're wearing a Cowboys thing, people scream at them, like, Why are you here? Like, yeah, like you, you peaked in high school, go home. Like, <laughs> we're here to listen to music, not talk sports, or but yeah, yeah, exactly. Cody's great, he's did with the, the new Outlaws. Uh, what is it? Uh, out, Mustangs and Outlaws, I forget the name, yeah, if Outlaws and Mustangs, yeah, if. If you wouldn't have told me that was Cody, I don't think I would have guessed it. His like different, very different register of his voice in that song. Did you? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, and I'm excited to see what else he has coming out. You know, in this new album, I think it's going to be. I've been a huge Cody Jinks fans for I mean, years and years now. Uh, probably since about twenty. 10, 2011 is whenever I discovered Cody Jinks. And so I've been to several shows and stuff and it is, it was definitely different than his older stuff, but I'm excited to see what, what's going to come out in that new album. Yeah. I, I hope it does great. Cause there, there's a lot of people he wrote with that are, uh, in, in the scene as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and like I always say, the bigger they get, the less I have to travel to go see them because they, they start coming to me yeah, <laughs> when exactly. they get bigger. Exactly. Uh, well, since you're such a fan of the guitarists, since you've kind of gotten into the country music scene, who would you say is your favorite guitarist in the country music scene? Oh, man. He, like, I haven't seen a lot of them, but the one that blew my mind, uh, uh, Danny Gatton, is that? Uh-huh. Dude, I, it, yeah, and uh, uh, Glenn Campbell, which is weird because pe- people said Eddie Van Halen talked about him all the time, and I loved Eddie Van Halen. Never heard his name, and I because I remember hearing it was like a Wichita lineman, and they're like, he's a phenomenal guitar player, and I was kind of like, all right. Give me a guitar song, and they gave me another uh, another song that was really slow. I'm like, that's not what I want. And then I found it myself, and yeah, oh Jerry Reed, he yeah. stayed with his socks. I'm like, what? And, and that, that was another. I'm like, dude, that's the guy from the Waterboy. Another guy that I knew <laughs> from, you know, like I knew. Uh, what is it, Heather? Heather Gummer. That was Reba McIntyre and Tremors. I had no idea. She was an incredible singer. <laughs> but, like, yeah, J- Jerry Reed, Eastbound Down. I still haven't seen Smokey and the Bandit, which a lot of people give me crap for. But, but oh, yeah, you got to watch Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, all that, all that. Like, I started trying to learn how to chicken pick. And, yeah, and I'm trying to think of like something like really. Yeah. If you, if you go to the Country Music Hall of Fame, to the museum. They have Jerry Reed's guitar in there, and he had it custom made at the cutaway. They they cut it down to here and just like straight eld it off. Like there's <laughs> nothing there. It's so he could get to those lower frets, and it's it's pretty awesome to see. But him, uh, have you ever watched any of Roy Clark? Yeah, he's the guy. Who did uh? Oh, well, I'm gonna mispronounce Malag Malaguena. Is that? He was on. Was that, was that he? He had the song "Yesterday When I Was Young." I don't know if you've heard that one. That was probably his biggest hit. I don't. But he was on Hee Haw. Yeah, he was one of the main guys on Hee Haw. Excellent banjo player, but excellent guitar. He was just the instrumentalist all the way around, really. But that dude, he's probably my favorite guitarist in all of country music, just because he was also an entertainer while he played. Like, oh, you see the guy was like. Like always made yeah. like like make make funny faces and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah I know exactly. I know exactly. Uh, you're talking. Yeah, that, yeah. He's he's yeah. Got- he could shred. Yeah, and then of course Chet Atkins. You know, Chet Atkins was. I know. I know the name. There was a guy I went to high school that was obsessed with Chet Atkins. I don't think I ever really got into. He that. was. He was a phenomenal guitarist. He was very boring to watch because he made it seem so effortless. He was such a good guitar player, but he made it. See, he would just sit there and do amazing things on the guitar. But uh, he was a producer, also songwriter, everything kind of in Nashville. But he was one of the big ones behind the Nashville sound in the '60s that people like Waylon and Willie hated. Uh, I don't think Waylon really got along with Chet Atkins too well, but <laughs> he was a big record producer behind the Nashville sound when somebody asked him one time what the Nashville sound was he said money and I think that's a really good 
Yeah, a really good picture of what Nashville has become. It's all about the money. But, uh, yeah, Chet Atkins, look up his guitar play, and you'll enjoy it. But him, Roy Clark, yeah, Jerry Reed, Glenn Campbell. Willie Nelson is a fantastic guitar player. I was just going to say, like, uh, I saw a video of him. Like, yeah, I guess this was – who knows how old he, cause he, he aged very well. I don't know how, how old he was at the time. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I mean, he was getting at it. I was like, oh, wow. I never, never knew that he was that, uh, that good on uh guitar. Yeah. Willie's probably, Willie's probably my f- favorite singer songwriter guitarist, uh, just to watch play. I, I think of any of the guitar players, I probably, in my own play and try to mimic his style more than anybody. Uh, just because I, I'm not a great guitarist by any means. I hope anybody listening doesn't think that I'm a phenomenal guitarist because I'm not, but uh, his style just makes, makes the most sense to me. Whenever I watch him play, I'm like, okay, I see, I see what you're doing there. You know, some guitarists I watch them. I'm like, I I'm lost, but Willie, I can watch him. I'm like, okay, I see what, I see where you're doing there. But uh, yeah, I love watching Willie play. Yeah, it's also uh, Sunshine from Shane Smith and the Saints. Dustin, Dustin, uh-huh. Shaver. I, I saw him live. I remember the first time, it, the first time I saw him, they got on on stage, and I was like, "Where's the keys player?" I, I thought there was like, I was like, "Did they leave people like in Texas? Like, where's the rest of the band?" And here come to find out, all that ambient sound is coming from. Uh, his guitar. It, it was really cool. Like I was like, it made me like rethink of how I play. Cause I was just like mesmerized. I was like, no synth pads or anything. And all that soundscape was coming from his, uh, Empress reverb, which I, I was up in the balcony and like, you're really not supposed to take a picture of someone's pedal board. I was like <laughs> trying to like spy on it. And I just walked up to him. I was like, your sunshine, can you run me through your pedal board? And he did. We were like building a Sweetwater uh, list. <laughs> he goes, hey, you can get it from here. Check this out. Add the cart, you know. And I'm like, dude, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I I really loved watching him play. Like all all that. It, it's they're they're great. They're like, I'm so upset. I'm that mile zero right now because I I know like I know they're gonna they're gonna play great down there like they did last year. What up? Yeah, yeah, I got to see him at Willie's Fourth of July picnic. That was the first and only time that I've seen him so far. But they're they're going to do big things. That that new song they came out with, I saw you reacted to it. That was I really liked that song. It's he sounded like he sounded so much like Johnny Cash when he sang that song. It was wild enough that I could pick up because I haven't really listened to a, a ton of Johnny Cash and like just the fact that like you can hear like the the keyboard like the what they're sitting on creaking and just yeah and i guess it was chase the bassist playing uh the piano because i was wondering i just seen a, a video of him doing it live and i was mm-hmm. it's and, and how he wrote it with his wife and i'm like dude everyone's getting married to this song yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song he 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 has like his voice man it's and i, I love the term like with like hauntingly beautiful which you know, I never thought I'd describe another man's voice like that, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. It's it's art, and like it's it's there's there's a lot of people doing great things that like definitely don't get the, enough airtime, 
And like, it's great. Like word of mouth. It's like, I feel like coming back, but like, it's yeah. not like, like people handing mixtapes or anything. It's like, here, check this out. And like sharing a TikTok video and them being on Yellowstone, uh, I think really helped, but like, they're fantastic. And like, there, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of talent out there that they just need to get that group of like the widget makers where they, here's your song, sing this. We already got the music. It's it just a lot of stuff coming out of, I hate trash in Nashville, but a lot of this, it's like band in a box. It's all like the formula. This worked. Let's just turn it out. Just, it, it's got no feel. It's got like a sterile sound to it. it, it it's like exactly. super compressed and it just, there's no soul to it. There's no organic feel. Like you just really don't feel like they, they put anything into it other than put it out. Let's tour and make the money. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the guys like Shane Smith, Ryan Bingham, uh, Coulter wall, they must wake up in the morning and grab a handful of gravel and swallow it. <laughs> they got that, that voice. Yeah. You know? uh, it, how about uh, Jay Khan? Have you heard? He's like 16. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got a wild voice. Yeah. It's funny. I've, I've met him a couple of times. The first time I met him, I, I was kind of like, well, you're pretty young to be in the bar. And uh, <laughs> he he knew who I was. And I was like, hey, man, hey, man. And uh, the person I was with said, he's going to be super famous one day. And I was like, for what? And they're like, you don't know who that was? And I was like, no. And then I went to one of his shows. And I was like, to hear to hear him talk to you and then to hear him sing and then to hear him laugh like a kid. Like, it was like, it was crazy to me. He sings this like song and like then everyone's into it. And then he's like, I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. That's like, I told people were saying, I'd be nervous, not nervous. And he like right back into just like, just somebody's singing through him. You know, like he's got that. Yeah. Like when you sit down at a bar at like a VFW and you can just, that voice, you be like, yo, this guy, this guy's been through some, through some stuff. Yeah, the first time I listened to him was about like the first time I listened to Culture Wall. Like, you know, that the video of him on YouTube playing, I think, Kate McKinnon or something. And it's like, who is this 14-year-old kid? You know? yeah. And then all of a sudden he sings and it's like, oh, my God, where did that come from? I, it, what, what, what blew my mind is uh, I did like a mashup with uh, Dexter and the Moon Rocks and Colder Wall. Colder Wall wrote that song. I thought that was like a like a hand me down, like you know, like from what I saw, like I was like written by Cold What? That Which song? Kate McCannon. I'm pretty sure it was written by. Uh, no, right? Coulter, di- Coulter didn't write that song. That's actually who. Uh, what am I thinking uh, of? That? Old. I don't think. I think that's one of those songs. Maybe they don't know who wrote it. I th- oh. I'm thinking that Kate McKinnon is a old Irish folk tune. If really? I'm if I'm thinking of the right song, I'm pretty sure Kate McKinnon's like an old Irish folk song. Yeah, I, st- I still love the song. <laughs> but he, <laughs> dude, he's an, he's another that's a, that's another guy that I'm like it, he yeah. he can play guitar too. That's like oh, oh another country picker that I hate acoustic and I want to pick up an acoustic every time I hear uh, I don't know if uh, Lance Rourke. He goes live. He 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 has his own 
his own music, but he goes live a lot and he plays like bluegrass licks. And I'm like, dude, I got to pick that acoustic up and start flat picking. Yeah. Yeah. That's mostly what I do is I, I don't even own an electric guitar anymore. I just own acoustics, but, uh, yeah, that's crazy though about these young guys who write the songs that they do. Like Tyler Childers blows my mind. He wrote Shake the Frost at like 17 years old. That's nuts. How how do you write that? And it's a 17 year old boy. Yeah. How do you write? You remind me of a Sunday back home in old Kentucky with the church choirs belting to the pines. Like, how do you? He's that guy's insanely talented. Oh, I did. did I would love to get in a time machine. And be there the moment, like, Tyler Childers found out he was a living legend. Like, was he singing happy birthday to somebody? And everyone just stopped and was like, <laughs> dude, you got something going there. Like, what, what, you know what I mean? Like, because that young, like, you know, you know, I do, I do some singing in the car with like, you know what I mean? Where was he? Where, like, did he even know until so, like, I, I always say like uh, when I, I I do like the the podcast and I like to ask the guys. I said when when was the moment like you knew you could sing? I th- I think it's something honestly. I think it's something in the water up there in <laughs> in Appalachia because <laughs> there's so many. They have produced so much talent over the past decade coming out of those mountains, and maybe it's the moonshine. I don't know. Yeah, but they. They're drinking something or doing something, and because most of the singers, the newer singers that I listen to today, ten years ago they were all from Texas, but a good majority of them these days come from Appalachia, Kentucky, and West Virginia, and uh, Northern Georgia, those places. Yeah, what's nice is uh, uh, Winchester isn't that far away from me, so I, I've. I've gone out there for some shows. I saw, I saw like Jake and like uh, 49 Winchester and uh West ship. And there's, uh-huh. there's been a, a bunch of guys that go out there. Uh, like I don't know if you're uh, Taylor Honeycutt. She's from Alabama, but uh, yeah, those guys. And then uh, like the, uh, what is his name? I always get his name. Is it Oliver Anthony? It's, or, yeah, his name's Chris, but yeah, and he's like, I just call him Oliver. <laughs> yeah, I always say Anthony Oliver, Oliver Anthony. Yeah, he's another one. He looks really tall. I've, it, every picture he I is. see, I've I've not met him or been to a show, but I've seen him standing next to some people who I've met or been to their shows, and he towers over him. He's a he's a really tall guy. Yeah, he but, uh, he came out of the woods and just took the world over for a little bit yeah man think about his life like how insane that must be to i messaged him the day that that's that radio west virginia put that song out that 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 morning i messaged oliver chris i was like dude just want to let you know you're about to like insanely blow up i just know things are about to get wild for you and he was like uh yeah, it's looking that way, and sure enough, it just went insane after that. And yeah, he only wanted three. He was looking for three hundred thousand views. That's what <laughs> he, I, I heard him say. I'm like, Whoa. yeah, he like like some of his videos. Like you go back, and it's it like looked like he was like in the woods, like living in a tent with some dogs. 
You know, like, yeah. And then next thing you know, it was funny is like, he added me on TikTok and people were like, hit me up. Like, Hey, can you, can you tell him this? Can you tell him like, no, I don't know him like that. I was like, I, I did, I did the song of his song. And then like, that doesn't mean we're like friends, but like, I was very interested to see like, like, could you imagine like you just put it out? And you know you got like Jamie Johnson going like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the way. Like, whatever you do right now, you don't do anymore. Whatever job, yeah. whatever source of income, that stops. Like, if if he didn't imagine he would just be like with like phones, no, 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 and just you know he would have to put the wall of China around his property. Because they they would have hounded him until he did something. That's yeah. Because that was a huge wave, and it, it, well, oh, there's a lot of people in the music industry. They're just you know they're terrible people. They don't really care about the song or anything. They care about you know the money. But like, yeah, it it, it would have been interesting in a different timeline to see if he just said, "I, I don't want nothing to do with." I just, I'm done. You know, that's my song. And I'm going to write out my days as, you know, that, that would have uh, been interesting as well. Cause I don't think, I don't think the industry would have let them, you know? Yeah. I, I listened to the Rogan podcast the other day with Charles Wesley Godwin and uh, Rogan was talking about Oliver had called him or he had called Oliver one way or the other right after the song would blow up and everything. And he was telling Rogan, this, these people called me from Nashville. They're telling me I need to sign this now, because if, if I don't take the opportunity, then it, everything's going to die down and I won't have the opportunity. And Rogan was like, do not sign anything, <laughs> anything at all. <laughs> so he, and as far as I know, he hasn't, he's, still doing it his own way, which is, I think the smart thing to do these days with streaming and, and the accessibility that we all have now. I mean, why not? Why not just, what do you need? Uh, what people don't realize is a record label is just a bank. That's all it is. You know, they, they'll say, Hey, here's $8 million. But what people don't realize is you got to pay that $8 million back yeah. through records or something. And if you don't, well, guess what? You still have to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. It's and then they have, and they have like like sundown clauses. Like if you so you went out of your deal, they still own your music. Yep. It, like that's what you hear. Like like even like superstars, they have to buy their their own property back just so they can make make their money back on it. It's a, a lot of people don't realize that. And yeah, it's cool to get signed, but. It's sometimes I've, I've known people that have declined it. I, I mean, like Cody Jinx, he, he's independent. He's, he's, he's got, he's got buses. He's going all around. Um, he seems to be doing fine. And like, as like Drew said, he says, yeah, it's great. I get paid more, you know, like there's nobody taking half right off the, right off the top. Yeah. I mean, really, I think if you're as good as somebody like Cody Jinx, uh, why would you want the record label telling you what to do and have their hand in your pocket? Because you are going to make that money. Like Oliver Anthony, when that song came out, I think he said that he was making like forty, forty something thousand dollars a day. 
<laughs> after that. If he would have signed a record label, they would have got been, you know, well, here's here's you a four thousand dollar shake. We're gonna keep the forty. Yeah. But uh no yeah. Nobody knocks over Big Tony. It's safer than in a bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like streaming, there's a lot of complaints about Spotify and you know, artists not making enough or whatnot, but there's a lot of artists who because of streaming services like Spotify, they we probably would have never heard them if if we didn't have something like that. Because a lot of times record labels assign people just to keep them quiet. Yeah, yeah. Here you go, and you never hear from them again. So I I say all the time. I think Nashville, the big executives, are probably shaking in their boots because they they they're probably really don't know what to do. Like they've never dealt with anything like this. Like what, how do we handle this and stay afloat? Yeah. I, I mean that entire time it, they've been, it's been eating itself alive for a while now. Just putting out just what nobody Garbage. wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, stuff that's cool to listen and listen to while you're riding on a boat in the lake in the summertime and not actually wanting to hear good music. You just want to hear something with a good beat, but uh, that's two months out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> the other 10 months, you're like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nashville. I, I would like to get to sit down and talk to one of those big executives who's been there for years and years and just see what, what their plan is, how they how they plan on dealing with the streaming services and these artists like Tyler Childers and Cody Jinks who and Zach Bryan who've done it their own way and done far better than almost anybody in Nashville. Yeah. It's funny is my buddy, he I don't know how his company works. I don't know. It's it's inside of a, a recording studio, a label in, in Nashville. And uh he actually he manages a bunch of a bunch of people. I'm pretty sure he's he's friends with Nunley because he was managing uh, Kamita Cody for a while. Mm. And uh, I just remember just asking him. I was like, "Hey, if I ever find anybody, you want me to send them your way?" And he's like, "Yeah." And one of the guys, I don't know where uh, he's from. I hit him up. I said, "Hey, man, I'll, I'll give your your info on." Uh, uh, this record label in Nashville. And he goes, no, I appreciate you, but uh, don't want it. Don't need it. And he's, he's doing great. So it's kind of like, yeah, I root for those guys who are doing it on their own. I think that's, that's the best thing for them and their family. I mean, you can choose what you do too. You know, a lot of those record, like, I don't know how it is now, but I know for sure back in the sixties, just from reading what, Waylon talk about it. They controlled where you went, like on your tours. Like they they lined all that up for you and say, hey, you're going to be here this night and you're going to be here this night. And a lot of times it didn't even make sense. You'd be traveling halfway across the country and then back again for the next week. And so you you have no control. You're just a your whole life and career is in these people's hands. So to see these guys out there doing it on their own. getting to spend time with their family and tour when they want to rather than when they have to. It's, it's really cool to see. And I, I really root for those guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so do I, it's, it is nice 
to know that there there's still people like that out there. You know, like and if they if they want to do a song with another band, there's not all the litigation and uh-huh. the lawyers and all that and and you know you're hearing real art from them. You know you're hearing what they want to put out rather than what the label says is going to hit. You know you're hearing something that's coming from their soul, what they're feeling, and that you really get to connect with the artist. I think that's a big thing with Nashville. Like, you can't listen to Florida Georgia Line and say, man, I really connected with those guys in that song. You know, <laughs> you, just, you just don't. It's You don't. And uh, that's what's cool about the underground artists. You feel like that. You feel like, hey, I, I actually connected with them through that song. And uh, at least me, that's how I feel about it anyway. Yeah, and like you said, they're, they're recording what they want, and the stuff they are recording, you know, normally is because studio time's expensive. You know, they're yeah, the label will be like, all right, we got this amount of time, you know, just whew, you just put it out. Now you're going in yeah. there with an initiative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you get the real versions of people. I mean, like looking at. I'm not on Twitter or X, whatever you call it now, but I see the stuff all the time. Like Zach Bryan tweeted this or Zach Bryan tweeted that. If he was signed to a label, you wouldn't be hearing all these opinions from him that we hear because they would, they would have him hushed up real quick. So you get the real deal. Whenever they're independent, you get them a hundred percent for better or worse. You get them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is funny. Cause I did see that and, that blew my mind that Childer Childers has never charted before. I'm like, that's 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 insane. Yeah. I mean, country. I haven't I haven't listened to mainstream country radio in so long, but it didn't surprise me because it got to the point for me it was just unlistenable. There was it was the same generic thing over and over and over again, and just got tiresome. I do still listen to radio, but it's usually an oldies station or something, but uh, or classic rock or something like that. But no, not mainstream radio. They, but I'm interested to see what's going to happen now that Tyler Childress is is charting and Zach Bryan winning all those Billboard awards and stuff like that. We might see a change, and that's really exciting for for the genre and for people like me who's out here fighting the good fight for real country music it's it's exciting to see so i'm i might have to start listening again just to see what happens see the change yeah i <laughs> would they definitely need to change something because yeah i think that's the only way they're going to stay afloat the, those big executives is if they say well this is what people's listening to this is what people likes maybe we need to start listening to them instead of putting out the uh these cookie cutter artists. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, they don't go with the old, uh, uh nieces and nephews and <laughs> actually, oh, yeah. get, actually get real artists. Yeah. Yeah. Not somebody. I think that a long time Nashville's just tried to find a pretty face. You know, they can for years now, they, they can tweak vocals and make them. There's some artists that just can't sing like big Nashville mainstream artists, you hear them live and you're like, I don't want to call anybody out specifically, but you hear some of them live and it's like, what in the world? <laughs> like yeah. Melodyne was their f- best friend. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Auto-tune. But uh, 
Yeah, I think they a lot for a long time now. They've been looking for a pretty face, somebody that cross over to pop easily, and would listen to them. That's what they want—a pretty face that'll listen to them, and that sells for a little while. But people want some heart and soul in their country music, and they're finding that out the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and like like I, I get that now. Like, it's just. It, it, I don't know. It just, it just feels so plastic. The stuff that they, they have out in like the, the big times. And it's just, yeah. What's your thoughts on, uh, on somebody like jelly roll. Have you listened to any of his stuff? Man, I've, I listened to like a oh, couple rap songs of his and I was just kind of, eh. but he, the dude can, I think he's a great person. Uh, my buddy knows him and says he's, he's the real deal. Every video I've seen of him, him going to Congress and and talking like and intelligently, and I think he's a real dude. There's a guy on TikTok that he invited like all his friends for like a, a record release party or something, and he said like even like some his friends didn't show up, but Jelly Roll did. He said he said he hit me up and said I'll be there, man. And uh, every story, every everything I've heard about him, I like I like that. Uh, uh, what is it? Son of a Sinner. And save mm-hmm. me, and it's yeah. like a lot of people are like, "Well, you know, that it's just because country music's making money. That's why he did it." And it's like, I mean, he should be making money because it is a job. Yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. His rap, I'm just not. I'm not into that kind of stuff. Like, I got a lot of like flack for. I said he looks like a modern day rapper because I'd seen him in a rap video, and I was like, "Oh, uh-huh. that's that guy from that video." But uh. He he definitely he definitely has I I think a, a good voice, and it, the more the more I see of him, especially like when I'm like I watch a lot of like news and politics, and I was like, uh, what's he doing? I I thought he was very uh, articulate, and even if you don't yeah. even if you don't want to call him country, thinks he shouldn't be in the genre. I I think what he's doing with the the momentum and the fame that he he has acquired now, I I think he's doing good things. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he was very articulate, very well-spoken, um, very thoughtful whenever he was in front of Congress. And I'm like you, I'm, I'm a jelly roll fan, not the, not necessarily the music, but the man himself. Exactly. He has proven time and time again, his character. And I think he has judged a lot. It's, I mean, the genre being what it is, I see in my comments, when I do something on Jelly Roll, a lot of judgmental people. He's got tattoos on his face. He shouldn't be in country music. He's a rapper. He, he was rapping before, blah, 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 you know. But people change. People people change, and that's a good thing, you know. I, and he's a genuinely good person, I believe. I, I'm like you. I know people who know him personally and tell me that in person he is a stand-up good guy. And so I, I'm rooting for him all the way. His music's not really something that I enjoy, but him as a person, I follow him on on social media. Love watching him do his thing, and he's helps a lot of people. You know, goes to prisons, and I, I think I saw a barber at a prison, a prisoner at a bar, that was a barber cutting his hair in prison the other day, and he does a lot for people, and that means to me more than the music. That means he's trying to make the world a better place. And 
I don't think anybody should be condemned for that, no matter what they look like or what style of music they have. So I, I'm a Jelly Roll fan of the person <laughs> more yeah. than the music, for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely know what you mean. That's like, like Dolly Parton. I, I, I'd i never heard her music, but I knew of her uh, uh, philanthropy. You know what I'm saying? Philanthropy. <laughs> you know, like I just knew, like, she sends books to kids and yeah, she's always going around like uh, she's just always been around. Like she came to the, uh, the library down by me. So she's just, and that, that side, you know, I knew her for being a, a good person as well. And I think that makes a difference too, because like even you could be the best artist ever. You could be the best guitar player, but if, if you're a dick, I want nothing to do with you. You know what I mean? Cause there's always somebody better. Exactly. I, I've never understood that. And I know some artists and I've heard some stories of artists. I've met artists who were not nice people, just very full of themselves and thought they was, you know, God's gift to earth. And I'm like, come on, man, you know, just there's some, it, they let it go to their head and they usually don't have the, the best careers the ones who are just mean to their fans and I'm one guy I can be, I'll be your biggest fan. Like Merle Haggard, for example, if if I was Merle Haggard's biggest fan and I went to a Merle Haggard show and he just was disrespectful to me or or ugly to me, I I would leave not being a fan of his anymore. Now Merle wasn't like that at all, but uh, you know what I'm saying? He, if, if I went somewhere and somebody was like that, I that would be it for me. I'm not a fan anymore. I'm not going to give you any more of my time or money because we're all human beings at the end of the day. I don't care what you do for a living. We're all human beings. And if you can't treat another person equal, no matter what level you're at, then I, I don't have any respect for you anymore. That's just how I am. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. And with the same, like, everybody has bad days, but – when you get that reputation, it's like, it's no longer a bad day. That's. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's unfortunately some people like that in all genres or all forms of celebrity. I guess you could say you're going to have people like that, but when you get guys like jelly roll, Dolly Parton, it's just like, these are the people I want to root for. Even though I don't like jelly rolls music, particularly I want to root for this guy just because he's he's awesome. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, what's uh, Taylor Swift. I, I don't know anything about her other than she gave like all of her truck drivers a ton of money, and she seems mm-hmm. to be along the same lengths and of rewarding the people that work for her. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see artists like that. And it, I, I'm always happy when it's an artist that. I've always loved like Willie Nelson and you find out they are also really good people in real life. It's always good to that. Your favorite artist is somebody you can root for as a human being as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Jelly roll all the way. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, you shouldn't be scared. Like, like even being a fan of like, to be like, oh, I don't want to say anything and have them yell at me. Like, why would you be a fan with that person? You know, like, oh, there's my favorite singer, but oh, I hear, uh, I hear he's 
an asshole, you know, like, no. Yeah. yeah, I've I've heard that. I've heard it about a few country artists. I, uh, one famous incident was, uh, what was her name? Mary uh, Chopin Carpenter. Back in the 90s, she opened up for Dwight Yoakam. And Dwight has a, a little bit of a reputation of, he can be mean sometimes. I don't know. I haven't met him personally. I, I hope not, but I've heard it. But th- supposedly she, she had written this song and the videos on uh, YouTube. The, she was at the CMA's awards. I think it was and performed this song, but she's talking about a performer that she was opening for in his cowboy hat and blue jean jacket. And it sounds like she's describing Dwight Yoakam, who was a jerk to her while she was opening uh, I think she ended up denying that, but I think that was just to kind of save face. But <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I hope Dwight's not like that because I would like to meet Dwight Yoakam one day. I'm a fan of of his music, uh, and maybe that's just some isolated incidents I've heard about because I have heard from other people who know Dwight who say he's a stand up, really nice guy. So I guess you got to kind of take those stories with a grain of salt and see it for yourself. But uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll meet Dwight one day and I can report back on, on how he was. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, like he's, he's famous for being a, a movie star and a musician. So he probably gets a little bit more uh, attention than, than most. Yeah, and I could see, you know, getting a lot of now at a concert or something. I would expect any musician at a concert to be cordial with their fans, to you know, sign some things, be nice, whatever, and not be a peckerhead. But uh, out in public, and maybe that's where a lot of these stories come from. I could see how somebody who just gets bombarded all the time from people maybe one day would snap and be like, just get away from me. <laughs> you know, give me some space. I could see that for sure. So that's why I say, I guess you got to take those stories with a grain of salt and see for yourself because you never know what kind of day a person's having or what they're going through. And maybe they're trying to, they were trying to eat a meal with their family for the first time in months and a hundred people come over to their table asking for pictures and stuff. So you never know. It's yeah. uh, it's a whole different life for those people who have to deal with it all the time. Yeah. I'm on break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it, wasn't he, wasn't he married? He was married to somebody like super famous, right? It, is that, was that right? I don't know. Uh, I, he might've been, I'm the relationships is where, I get lost sometimes. It's so many different people married to, you know, Tammy Wynette was married to she five different people. She also dated Burt Reynolds. And <laughs> it's like, you, you try to keep up with the celebrity love life. You'll get lost. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was, uh, Sharon Stone. He was married to Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Yep. I, so I he, say it. I guess they, they'd be considered a power couple. And they probably like, just to like pull out of your car or like a parking spot. And like, like this is paparazzi. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm not a violent person, but I don't think I have a temperament for that. 
just yeah i don't know how i, I don't know how i would handle that i to see these people, these super famous people who step out to all that and they're just calm. I don't know. I don't know if I could be like that. I, I would probably be like more like Toby Maguire, who I saw like slapping cameras out of people's hands. <laughs> yeah. That'd probably be more, more of my style. Cause you know, like we was talking earlier, I'm out in 186 people out in the woods. Yeah. If I stepped out of my car in town and there's 186 people around me, well, that's my whole town. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, just a, just just a couple of couple of pictures. What are you yeah, doing? I probably start swinging. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So I feel for those people. That that's just a whole different life that none of us have ever experienced and maybe don't want to experience. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, and then and then can you imagine like your wife comes home with like a tabloid? What's this, right? <laughs> oh, I just, yeah. I was You I, was caught with who? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I was just putting pushing down that lady's collar. I I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> it's, it's spin, baby. It's spin. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I mean, even like Zach Bryan, he got arrested and it's like everywhere and people talking about he's a crybaby and all this stuff. I'm like, geez, the man made one mistake. Let him live. He, yeah. It, was, it wasn't that serious. I, so the one he was like, I don't want to give you my stuff because I'm a, I'm a famous musician. I wouldn't, because that's public record. Once it goes in as evidence, now you would have to move. Yeah, I understood. I understood where he was coming from. I did, and I'm like, you know, he might. Yeah, he kind of got a little bit of an attitude with the cop, but I don't know, man. I just like the L King thing that we were talking about earlier. People make mistakes. They're they're humans, just like the rest of us. Give them a break. Would Would you want the if you make a mistake? Do you want the whole world? Saying that you should be canceled or your career should be over because of one mistake. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I think I think people really disassociate these artists from the rest of the world. Like like they're not real human beings anymore. And that's kind of aggravating. It's I feel for these people that have to go through that. Yeah, that's be terrible. Me and Sam Williams talked about that for a while, you know, him having to go through the same things that his dad did, comparing him to his dad. And that's like people, people will go comment on his videos. You'll never be as good as your dad is. I'm like, why would you tell that to another person? Yeah. These are people like you're, you're just going out of your way to hurt somebody. I don't understand that, but that's the world we live in, unfortunately. Yeah. And they're not standing right in front of your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keyboard warriors. Yeah. You gotta love them, huh? But I, I'm glad that I have a platform as big as I do now. So like with L King, I can I can at least give my words of support in a time. And people are coming like, well, she's an alcoholic and needs help. Well, yeah, okay, maybe she is. I don't know. Maybe she isn't, maybe she is, but if she is why are we going to just kick her while she's down? You know, yeah. Give her words of support if she is, and if she isn't, and just made a mistake, so be it. 
I don't know. Just I'm I'm more about supporting other human beings than tearing them down. And I wish the I wish the rest of the world would kind of get on that boat. I think it would be a a better place. But I hate to see it happen to people. I hate to see people get kicked while they're down. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah, like you said, if she was having a problem, you know, it's just. Some people just like, like it was like they quote like Batman. You know, some people just like to watch the world burn for like their yeah. own entertainment. It seemed like they just like yeah. they just specifically would go out of their way just to like they they know it's gonna ruin someone's day. And it's just like that's like what I tell people, and it's like 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 you put a comment out there, and they're like, and I'm like, I've met so many people that like I love their music not not enough none of it's ever come from hatred it's always like I try to keep everything positive because you it I'm never gonna meet an artist that I say oh they're drunks and they're terrible and you know and like it's it's not how it's not how you get anywhere like to to be like that, like a troll and that negative, and, and I think it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger that got a comment. He says, "No one will ever remember you for for being hateful or anything like that." They're they're gonna remember the people that that stood up, did the right thing, did accomplish things, that, you know, that shared the love and just the positivity. And you know what I mean? Like I can listen to a song that I don't like, but I can find things that are good about it. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't have to say yeah. this is trash and uh, zero out of 10, you know, like what, what where would that get me? It, you know, it, it's like yeah. when I used to manage a band and they would say something, they put some on social media. I'm like, you can say that to me. You don't, you don't have to go and put it out there and just hurt somebody. Is it funny? Yeah, but it's not funny to somebody else that you said it about. You know what I mean? Like, we can joke at a personal level, but just keep it, you know, that's fine. But amplifying it just to, I don't know. It's just, that's always, because that's how, like, my channel, like, started. I was, like, making fun of country music and, like, being mean, like, in a character sense. And I'm like, where, there's no, there's no great ending to this of, and I was like, no. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do it like that. It was kind of funny doing like the back and forth with my buddy. And then like, I found out, I was like, no, some of this stuff's pretty good. <laughs> you know like, Yeah. Well, it, this, it was the same way with my channel. When I started, uh, I, one of the first big, cha- big, uh, videos I had, I say big, it probably got like 20,000 views was big for me then, you know, um, I said something about mainstream radio. I actually just come in. I had the radio playing and a song by Sam Hunt that was, I, I, it was just horrible. Come on. And I got so mad. I came in and I made a video. I was like, I heard this song. It was, I hated it. What's wrong with country radio today? I was really just venting on camera and I uploaded it and it did good. That's like, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so I made a bunch of more videos like that, like about how bad country radio was and, and how much I didn't like it. And I, I got to the same mindset of you. I was like, you know, do I really want to build a platform on just tearing people down? Or do I want to build a platform on 
building people up and uh, I chose the latter and I'm glad I think that my life is happier lifting up the people who I do like rather than giving the attention to the people I don't like and uh, let them do their thing. I'll do mine and I'll listen to the people I like and so be it. And I just think it's a better way to live as try to be as positive as you can be and leave the negativity alone because it does affect your day-to-day life. And if you're putting that content out, then you're just sending that negativity into the world and nothing's good. Gonna Nothing good is going to come of it. Yeah. I hundred percent. I was like, I was telling my buddy who just, I'm like, if, if every room you walk into and you think everyone in there is a jackass, it's not them. It's you. Yeah. Like it's you, dude. Like the whole Yeah. The whole negative or like especially like I don't people think like stuff should come to them and it's like that uh you got a dream, chase it because they ain't gonna chase you back. Like Cody Johnson and like I've been finding stuff like that out like more and more. Like if you put it out there, like he said, like building people up, like people will notice. And like, I've come across a, a, I've done like a, like I, there was a blind girl that had a song and the comments, I was so mad at the people. I, I think even Nunley got involved in it. Uh, it, I was like, nah, I said, look, time to use the platform to, you know, to, to really just to show people like, cause maybe you don't realize that. You know, because even like, you know, I, I have very thick skin, but after, you know, you have a, like a day where your guard's down and you start reading those mm-hmm. comments and like, you'd be like, it just drags you down. And, it's, and then you got to think like, well, how, how much does their life suck? You know, like that's the, their idea of a good time. It's like, oh, yeah. we really got that guy. And it's like, oh, because they, they read your comment and, you know, you got no picture on it. Like, like I said, they, at the end of the day. You know, if me or you're walking in a store, they're going to walk right by that guy. And odds are, possibly, they're going to recognize us and be like, hey, man, really found, you know, I found some great facts out about my country artists that I never knew. Really appreciate. Yeah. Rather than being like the guy that screams and yells about artists and, you know, down with El King, you know, like they do the other things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, chances are. In my opinion, there's a lot of people who say, oh, L. King, she's not even, under my video, this is what they commented, L. King's not even talented, Waylon and Willie and all of them were talented. How can you even compare them? And they didn't even get that it wasn't a comparison video at all. I wasn't comparing them. I was just saying, here's some guys who screwed up in their past and made it big. She can do the same. But chances are. L King is, she is talented. She's a talented lady. She wouldn't be, have been on the rhyming stage if she wasn't. And chances are she's going to recover from this and have a heck of a career. And I would rather be the guy who was had her back during the bad times than the guy who was tearing her down. You know, that's just, to me, it's stupid. Why would you, why would you want to be that guy tearing her down at her low? And then whenever she's big in a few years, those same people will probably be praising her, you know? Yeah. So I, I just think 
it's best to to take the high road whenever you can. I and I'll admittedly, like you said, in the past I have said some bad things about people that I now I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done it that way, but we're not all perfect. Uh but I do try. Whenever I when I have the chance, I try to lift people up more than unless it's Garth Brooks. I not a Garth Brooks fan. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Yeah. Garth, whenever he tells us where the bodies are, we'll- <laughs> I love. I finally, finally was like, I saw, I, I see those comments. I see those comments. Like, I finally like. I was like, Tom Segura is tied in with this. I'm like, this is crazy because I, I I love Tom's uh, uh, comedy, and I'm like, yeah, and they like have the videos of like him, like his mannerisms. Of where he's like, the way they do him, I'm like, ooh, it's interesting. That's funny. Everybody but Garth Brooks. Yeah, it's it's funny that Tom took it so far too. And really, Garth uh, apparently blocks Tom on everything, and so <laughs> it's just like this big feud. It's it's hilarious. all from a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and now anything you can go, I don't care where it is, what platform you can go. Anywhere online, if there's a picture or video or even a mention of Garth Brooks, there's going to be comments. Where's the bodies, Garth? Where's the bodies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some funny stuff. <laughs> it's like the, like a a country urban legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, cool. Me and my buddy was talking the other day. We were we'll get together sometimes and and. I'll break out my guitar and we'll joke around and make like parodies of country songs. <laughs> and uh, we was going to write, I have friends in crawl spaces. <laughs> instead of <I> have friends. <laughs> we didn't write it yet, but uh, it's pending. <laughs> I love that. I mean, you, you can, you can do the song the way it is. Cause parodies, uh, uh, protected under the first amendment. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Garth would like that at all, but it would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Especially if you know he's he's heard it. Yeah, yeah, if, and that's the crazy thing about the internet these days. You can put out something, and if it gets enough views, you know that the right people have seen it with the algorithms and everything. That's that's another crazy thing about like TikTok. I put out a video. Years ago, when I first started, I didn't even, I may have had 10,000, 15,000 followers. I put out a video about Ricky Van Shelton and how much I liked his style of singing and how he's real clear and concise with his, with his phrasing, whenever he sings and his wife messages me and is like, Hey, I showed Ricky the video. Ricky loved it and appreciated it. And he really, he was happy to hear somebody say that about his singing and that was really the point when I was like, I could do big things with this TikTok thing. <laughs> yeah, it's dude, it's it's crazy. Like uh uh Merle Haggard's uh guitar player, his daughter actually follows me and she'd be like, Oh, there's my daddy's guitar, and she went and explained like the guitar about it. Oh, like it was like a 1930s whatever model, and I was like, dude, that's cool. And apparently, uh, Travis Tritt's mom, like I, I did a cover of or just jammed along to uh, 
I'm pretty sure I forget what song trouble. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like stuff like that. And I, I actually, it's weird how like I'll miss things like Marie Osmond, like left the, left the comment once. And I saw it like well after. And it, it, a lot of people, it, it's cool to see the blue check marks. Cause like TikTok's one of the remaining ones of the verified is verified. It's just not somebody, you know, paying the fee. And like to get verified on TikTok, you got to have like four stories like published somewhere. And I'm like, well, I'll never be verified unless you know the police law counts. Like, <laughs> no one's writing, no one's writing any stories on me. But like yeah. to see to see the blue check marks come up, and it's just like, man, like even if it's not them, it is somebody in their camp that can be like, hey, you know, just it, the fact that like like me and you can be in front of the camera and it's just. The web that it just tangles out there, it's 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 insane. Like, you know, back in the day you, you would have to travel and and talk to people. And now there's a platform where it's just, you know, beamed into outer space and shot down yeah. to everybody all over the world. So like, yeah, oh. it's it it's so crazy. Like back in August I woke wake up one morning and Sam had messaged Sam Williams, you know, Hank Jr.'s son messages me and he's like, Hey, I watched this video you did on Tyler Childers. I really liked it. I was like, Hey, man, uh, good to hear from you. Thank because he had followed me. I said, Thanks for following me. And we kind of chit chatted back and forth about music and stuff. And he was talking about he was coming out with a cover of I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry, his grandpa's song. And uh, I was like, Yeah, we, we should do a video on it or something. I'll help you promote it. And he's like, That'd be awesome. You should come to Nashville. And I was like, yeah, but well, let me plan something. Maybe I'll come up in a couple of weeks. He was like, well, it's going to be releasing pretty soon. And I was like, so when do you want to do this? He was like, uh, hey, come on up if you if you got time. I was like, okay. So I cut out to Nashville and went and hung out with Sam. And we made some videos together and been friends ever since. And just the, and then from him, I met uh, Bobby Tomberlin, who's a phenomenal songwriter, writes for Curb Word. And, um, you just get to, you know, uh, networking and it's like, Oh, well this person knows this person and this person knows this person and introducing you. And before you know it, you just know all kinds of people around Nashville. It's crazy. Yeah. And then that's, that's a huge thing in uh, music is relationships. You still there? It's kind of yeah. You you cut out for about uh, thirty seconds there. Uh, I just said like uh, relationships in Nashville and, and all types in in any aspect of music is it, it's that's just the one thing you really have to keep keep up with. Uh uh-uh. Yeah, it's 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 something that I mean. My, I've I've said it like three times already on this podcast, but I'm just, I'm just so blessed to have the opportunities that's been afforded to me through the platform. I've been afforded the opportunities that I've been afforded, and just over the past. enough i'm thankful for my followers and the peoples that have that have afforded me the 
opportunities to get to go to Nashville and make those relationships. It's it's crazy. Yeah. The opportunities that they get presented just like who would have thought like, you know, you, you do the first 30 videos and nothing happens. And then the next thing you know, like you, you're hanging out with your, your favorite artist or somebody that wrote with your favorite. It's just, it kind of blows your mind. Cause like, had you not decided, you know, like, or gave, gave up. That's like when, when people are like, Oh, I stopped doing TikTok. My numbers were down. How are yours? I'm like, mine are terrible. I don't care. I don't quit. So it'll, it'll turn around. I th- I think I'm having some connection issues here, Patrick. Oh uh, yeah, it's well, man. The, the cash is probably building up on because I'm looking. I'm like, man, we can talk for two and a half, almost two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably what it is. It's it keeps you keep cutting in and out. Uh, only. Yeah, but I I guess I guess because we are having issues, we can we can. Uh, I guess ending here, but dude, this this is a great conversation. Yeah, it's been fun. I I didn't hear about half of what you just said. Uh, I, just, I said since <laughs> we're having issues, maybe we just uh, make the end here. But dude, I, I I love watching your videos and like this is great. This you know, a great conversation, and I I really I'm really excited to see it just keep growing and reaching more people. Yeah, you too. I'm I'm glad what you're doing for the country music community and and well helping grow the country music community. I know there's probably a lot of metalheads out there watching you get introduced to the genre and they're getting introduced as well. So that's fun. And I'm I'm just I'm proud of what you've done and I love watching you grow as well. And I'm excited to see what the future holds for both of us yeah maybe we'll get to uh nunley uh status <laughs> yeah maybe one of these uh, nunley told me one day he's like you'll get there i'm like that's a long uphill climb for me <laughs> yeah. no you listen <laughs> justin <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah we're gonna have to uh i didn't realize we've been talking for that long i guess it's been a minute huh <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have to have to do this again one day maybe on mine or like on yours again we'll yeah, definitely. Have, a, have another conversation, but yeah, I always love talking. I, I could talk for hours about country music. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so whenever you whatever you want to, just let me know. We'll we'll set it up again and, and talk some more about it. And hopefully by that time we, we both have at least a million followers. Yeah, they're all that be that would be cool. <laughs> That's a big number. But yeah, it, it is. That's a lot of people. <laughs> do you have anything you want to promote or anything? Oh, uh, well, if you don't know who I am, don't follow me, Dylan Weldon. You just look me up on the internet. I'll pop up. <laughs> that's that's about it, though. I I don't really have anything anything out or anything um, as far as music wise right now. But yeah, just. Check me out on social media. Give me a follow. Help me get to a million. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was great talking to you, man. Yeah, man, it was good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you. Yeah, and uh, I'll get, I'll get, uh, yeah, I'll just send you a DM and I'll, I'll send you all the files and everything. 
Okay, that'll work. I appreciate you. All right. Well, you have a good rest of your night, man. All right, you too. See you down.